Hi, Jen. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank You're you for welcome. Having me. Of course. And hi, everybody. This is the Nice Here podcast. I'm Hannah, and today I have a guest on. I am um, kind of, I don't want to say interviewing because that makes it seem like, like, I feel nervous when I say interview. <laughs> and I'm not even being interviewed, <laughs> but I am talking to. Um, Jen, how do you say and spell your last name? I don't want to mess it up. I'm sorry. Galster. G-A-L-S-T-E-R. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. But then yeah, I yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be rude. Um, so Jen is um she does hair, obviously, and she actually just kind of finished and exited out of Haley's coaching program. So I thought it would be fun. Um to do like a little mini episode and just kind of ask Jen about her experience in a coaching program as a hairstylist. I've personally never been in um, a real structured hair extension specific, like one-on-one or small group coaching program like that. I've done things in the past that were like larger. Um, And I know everybody's a little bit different, but for as like, close in business I feel like and in personal life as Haley and I are I have no clue about <laughs> her coaching program that much so I was like honestly this would be interesting to get That's from so funny. from your perspective yeah so um I was really thinking about it and I was like man like what from your point of view what was like the driving force or what really made you be like I need to seek out a coach or this is something that I should probably look into. Mm-hmm. So I had been feeling like a need for growth. Like I was like, I need to do something, but I just wasn't sure what I had done a few other like online or attempted some online ones. And I just, I felt like the accountability wasn't there and I just am not good at doing it on my own. And someone had shared about Haley's Uh, coaching and I was like oh that's interesting and I just started following her Instagram and then from there I think it just kind of happened naturally her waitlist opened we started talking but I think it was just one of those like I felt lost I was just kind of on my own trying to figure out how to grow being in a suite at that time and how to um, get my business to move forward and I was still a little bit newer in the extension world And so I just was like feeling like I really needed hands-on direction for my business. Yeah, that makes sense. So you were in, you were in a suite. Were you by yourself? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you had, are you gearing more towards like extension only clients? What did your clientele kind of look like when you began with her? So when I started, it was like, I had 250 clients. I was seeing everybody and anything um, from kids cuts, men's cuts, you know, the whole gamut. And so I was completely burnt out as well. So it was like, I wanted extension clients and I really wanted to focus on it, but I had nowhere to put anybody. And I didn't know how to make the steps to eliminate those services and how to structure myself to be able to start really focusing on more of like the luxury coloring extensions. 
Gotcha. So you'd already gone through whatever program. Did you feel like, did you get into an extension like learning program where you knew, okay, I'm just going to learn like the steps of this, but there's no like accountability. I had taken like that? a few, yeah, like I had taken a few of the methods and had done all of that. And so I was like starting, I had a few extension clients, but I just didn't know how to continue to grow it. And I felt really lonely in it. I feel like the extension industry, especially a couple of years ago, was just so isolating and lonely if you were not part of like the, you know, the click of whatever method you were subscribed to. That's so true. That's so freaking true and so relatable, especially if I think you were a part of a click at one point and then mm-hmm. we're like, maybe this click's a cult, maybe this click's not for me, maybe, you know, I want to mm-hmm. try something else. And then you feel like you lost any friends you did have in that way when you left. That's a really yeah. good point. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. I feel like I, it was kind of before, I feel like now it's a lot more widely talked about of like trying things on your own, but I was like starting to do that, but I felt like I was shamed for it. And so I didn't talk about it. I didn't tell anybody like, oh, I'm just kind of troubleshooting this and trying to figure out these issues. And so then Haley was a lot more vocal about it. And I was like, oh, I feel like I connect with her. For sure. Isn't it funny how people are like, even if putting two beads on on the same whatever if even if stacking two beads makes sense for you like that's not a thing that we do and you're like well it works for me and people are like, right. you know it's like wait what what are we doing um yeah those are really really good points and like you said I think I think we feel like uh things have opened up a lot or that we can kind of troubleshoot more but I bet there's a lot of people who still feel really either lost or isolated or like they're never going to know enough or mm-hmm. like scared to try like a new thread or try, you know, doing something different with beats when it's really like, you can try whatever you want if it works for you. Right. And all you see on Instagram is perfection. And so yeah. when your beads are slipping or some or corners coming out, it's hard to think that you're doing something right or wrong, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So you, you got a hold of Haley, you um, signed up to be in her group and her mm-hmm. group, is, it's six months, isn't it? Is mm-hmm. that yep. Okay. Okay. So you, and, and you guys do from what I know, um, or I'll just have you tell me, was it a, was it a one-on-one? Was it a group um, accountability? Like what did the um, I guess the calls and the accountability part of that look like. Yeah. So I think it's probably evolved and changed a little bit since I first started. Um, at the time when I started that, it was, it was a group and I had, I think four other people in it and we all would be on calls weekly. And then we usually had specific uh, like goals or specific things we were working on each week. So whether it was like, uh, pricing or figuring, I guess the beginning was like figuring out your ideal client and writing out an entire thing about who you're speaking to and who you want in your chair and then kind of going through that. And and then for me, the next step was like, for me specifically, at least was eliminating half of my clientele. Oh, cool. So she, she would do like assignments with you guys weekly yeah. and then she would say like, Hey, you're Jen, you're struggling with, you know, having enough room for clients. You need to get rid of your clientele, but somebody else may be struggling with something different. Sure. Yes, exactly. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. yeah and that makes, I mean, that makes sense to kind of tailor, I'm sure, uh, you know, 
a lot of coaches do this. I don't, like I said, I'm so interested in, in yeah. these types of like containers because, um, I don't know. I think it's good to hear back from people who've actually gone through them and completed them, not mm-hmm. just from coaches or education companies themselves. Mm-hmm. So was, you go okay. ahead. No, 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 you're fine. Um, it was good to just like also be with other people in it to know like I'm not the only one in this. Other people have the same struggles, and we're all at different points in our journey, which was nice. Some people were a little bit further along or had already been in um, coaching with her for a little bit longer, and so to even like see where. Um, I know you guys interviewed Olivia a little while ago, like Olivia was with me and she'd been in it a little bit sooner than me. So I just kind of got to see her journey where I was starting and she was a little bit further along. So it was just neat to like see that encouragement of where I could be when I started. Absolutely. I think that's good. Like even thinking about starting in a new salon or like even in high school, when you imagine being like the freshman or sophomore girl and you're like, I have these this like table I can already sit at of like safe people Mm -hmm. senior and being like this is okay like I belong here you know what I mean and just knowing that you have that little bit of support and you're all there for the same reason too you know yeah yes yeah that's that's like it's like a little built-in like safety community too because like you said there's only so many problems we all have, you know, like, I think when it's happening to you, of course, you think, you know, firing the wrong clients, and then having all this open space, like, the end of the world, literally, that's Mm -hmm. how it feels. But it's like, Mm -hmm. then you realize, if you want to grow, you have to do what you have to do. And other people have been through the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was terrifying. Actually, it was funny. I was sitting next to Olivia. We were um, driving on our way to a ret- to um, Haley's retreat, and she like saw over my shoulder my books um, I had open, and she was like, "Girl, that gives me anxiety. Like, you have so many clients." And I was like, "Oh gosh, having any blank space in my schedule gives me anxiety." And so, just chatting with her a lot and like seeing like, okay, I don't have to be working from sunup to sundown with 10 clients in a day, you know? Yeah, that's actually, yes, I, I know. And, and I think no matter what level you're at too, it's like you experience that and either way too overbooked or like not booked enough. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. care how, like how long you've been doing it or how new you are. There's always going to be like weeks or sometimes months where you're like, I literally don't know what I'm doing. I should Mm -hmm. probably find a new job. Or when you're like, I literally cannot do this. I, this is, I'm going to like cry myself to sleep every night for the next month because I'm not going to have any time to do anything else. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's always, always finding that balance and knowing too that like sometimes we, some weeks are just way busier and some weeks are just way slower. Yep. Yeah. And not worrying cycle. about that. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, okay. So tell me, tell me about the retreats. Like what are, I've always, I, I don't know anything about these, but I'm always so like jealous when I see you guys going on little vacations <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want like, I'm going just tell Haley you want to come. She'd have you. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, she just like really goes all out and like, she does. makes it so much fun for you guys. So yeah. you guys, when, in like her specific coaching program do you do the retreats like towards the end you do them in the middle are there lots of them 
I think a lot of times it probably just depends on schedules. Um, I know for us, I, I think we started in September, I think. And I think our retreat was in December. So it was like maybe halfway through, which was actually really nice because we'd all kind of gotten to know each other and gotten to feel for each other. And then went on this retreat in December and it was, it was, I love the timing of it because we were getting ready to start a new year. And so being able to set new goals and kind of plan ahead was really fun to like dream and absolutely good, yeah. good timing for that. So for that one, it was a lot of just group time, goal planning, um, Instagram strategy, uh, just uh, reworking some of our business things, kind of where, like just setting different goals for the weekends. Um, and I know she has structured some of her weekends differently for each group, but for me, that's what ours was. Okay, cool. So it's just a time that she plans with the group to kind of get away, be with mm-hmm. each other in person, not have any distractions and really take like a couple mm-hmm. days to focus on um yeah planning ahead and yeah like your own business and your own personal goals and then also just creating that community so because I think isolation is just one of the biggest things that a lot of us struggle with absolutely I think you know personally as women you know whether you have kids or not or whether you have a husband or not it's like um those things all sorry my dog those things all (laughs) add up you know and um keep us busy and even though we're in and doing all these things it it can feel very lonely even mm-hmm. in your busiest seasons you know yeah. to um to just be so busy doing what feels like nothing yeah. and then you know have a business that you're building too because everybody we all have outside lives you know of course yeah. um and i think it's interesting how we all there's a lot of emphasis on you know making time for family making time for friends which is a community, you know, and yeah. I think inside of our business, it's important to make time for friends and the same type of um, interactions, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Okay, so she has a nice little getaway that you guys go to and there's like fun and stuff, right? It's not just yeah. like, okay, okay. Oh, I don't yeah. know, like the exact so much fun. I mean, itinerary. it's like the, the getting dressed up, going out to some fun meals and hanging out, making food together. Like, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And we usually do like a little photo shoot or try and like talk about how to get content for each other. So that's also fun. Yeah, that's super helpful too. That's something that like, I feel like people, it can be a lot easier than people realize if you just get like a couple, even one other girlfriend and you're like, let's just go take pictures really quick. You can get so much good content. And having other people hype you up is always nice. <laughs> yes, that's so true, too. And it's nice, too, on a retreat like that. It's like you guys are all doing the same thing, yes, you know? exactly. So, so true. Um, okay, so you guys, your calls meet once a week, you said? Yes. Okay. And that's great accountability, actually. I yes. know some people do, like, a once a month or, like, every mm-hmm. other week structure. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you really can't, <laughs> you can't run from a once a week call. Right. I feel like it definitely forced me to like get things done. I was like, okay, I'm going to get this done before our next call. And it was like coming up and I'm like, oh shit, I've got to get this done, you know? Yeah. Isn't it funny? Yeah. Forced me to do it. Yeah. And isn't it funny how like the embarrassment or the pressure of having to be in front of other people 
and like show them like I did this for my own business. It's like that's what's so crazy about like about self-sabotage and things like that is like we should want to naturally do this shit for our own business but for (laughs) whatever reason and everybody's like that for the most part you know like um there's always a thousand other things to do yeah yeah so that's why accountability is so freaking important yes Um, at least for me it was I needed that yes yes absolutely some people are more yeah uh like kind of self-disciplined but for sure it's nice to have that and then you make more of a habit of it yes um okay so you recently moved too right I did yes we just relocated from Raleigh North Carolina to Tampa Florida okay so what when you when you kind of felt your strongest at the suite that you were in Mm -hmm. what were some of the like before you moved because I want to talk about kind of some of the tools you got that have helped you Mm-hmm. in this moving process too but when you were working um working on this program with Haley and the girls and you were really starting to feel like momentum in your salon suite what are things that you like noticed about your day-to-day life with your clients or um like what were some of the things that really stood out to you I think the biggest one is the confidence that I started having in myself and I think after making some harder decisions and realizing I was capable of that and that also I wasn't going to have no, I, like all my clients didn't leave me. I feel like then I was like, oh, I am in, the one in charge of my business. I am the one that can make these decisions. And people started, I feel like people started respecting me more as the one in charge of doing hair. And I also felt more confident in my business. I think that was probably my biggest thing that kind of changed and really helped me grow to make the next big steps. Absolutely. Isn't it so funny how when Mm -hmm. we, when we take that responsibility on like our own confidence, it's almost like a sigh of relief for everyone. I genuinely feel like when Mm -hmm. I, I feel the same way when I started getting more confident, it was almost like everybody could like breathe easier because they were like, oh, great. Like you're taking care of your shit and, uh, you know, they already trust you, especially when you're going through regaining your confidence with Mm -hmm. clients that have already been with you. It's like, they wouldn't be with you if they didn't like you, you know? Yeah. Of course they're going to support your growth in a positive way like that. And if they don't, they're the ones that you wanted to get rid of anyways, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I think, isn't it funny how we catastrophize, like, if I say this or if I have this conversation with my clients or if I raise my prices in any way, it's yeah. going to be this crazy blow-up conversation and, like, literally mm-hmm. 90% of the time no one cares. Yeah. It's going to be a mass exodus and I will have no clients. <laughs> yeah. And literally no one cares most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's did you have any? Did you have any pushback at all or if you did, like, how did you deal with it? Uh, minimal, I think, you know, I had, a when I got rid of, or when I stopped, when I eliminated my haircut only services, um, you know, I think it was just a lot of people that were sad, um, which is understandable. And then, but no one really gave me any pushback. I think it was just like, okay, that's what you're doing. It makes sense for your business. I'm like, it is. (laughs) Um, and then the, oh, go ahead. I, I felt this too. It's so funny how like, financially haircut services for me were on the 
bottom of the totem pole and they were the most miserable people to get rid of like it's funny it's funny how once you get rid of them you look back and you're like yeah thank god because I wasn't making any money doing that anyways because I'm not a haircutting specialist so it's like and also why are they so why did they act like I was a haircutting specialist like you could have somebody cut your hair so much better you're welcome you know and it's like that was I remember two clients that I had the most pushback from and I'm like a haircut like I'm not even great you're like I I can send you off to a million other people that are going to be just as good if not better right that's funny that you said that though yeah for whatever reason like I don't know. It's funny how certain people are just um, mm-hmm. so uncomfortable with change. Just like there's like this devastation of like, well, who in the world is going to cut my hair? And I'm like, listen, you're like one of a billion other people who do hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's going to be fine and great. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's so funny. So interesting. Um, so you, that's such a, that's such a good success story too. Like you kept all your lovely co- clients and they were like, awesome, cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I have my own life, so I'm just barely interested in yours, but I'm happy for you because that's how everyone is. You know, it's like, we <laughs> think that like our clients literally care about us that much. And it's like, no, no, no. They live their own lives. Like yeah. they do care about us, but it's not as much as we think. Not as much as we think they know. Yeah. Yeah. I was... did have a couple that, um, they were like, I don't care. But they're like, I don't want color, but like, if you want to put a clear gloss on or do a condition treatment, I'll pay you whatever. And I just want to stay with you. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. See, and that's a compromise too, because yeah. you, so basically you were like, I'm only going to keep clients that get color and extensions. Correct. Okay. And they were like, sweet, gloss me up. Yep. Yep. They're like, put yeah. a clear gloss on it. That's fine. Like, okay. Yeah. And that goes to show too, it's like you had that power the whole time and not that, you know, you don't ever abuse that power, but it's funny sure. how we don't even realize like what type of kind of like skill or what what we bring to the table until Mm -hmm. somebody else is like yeah dude I want to stay with you like I don't want to go anywhere else so yeah put a clear gloss on me and you're like oh dang (laughs) like I didn't know you liked me like that yeah for sure I think that helps build the confidence too once you get some feedback yes from um sweet clients that really do believe in you and respect you Mm mm-hmm that helps you start to flex that muscle even more and be like, okay, I am worth this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even just like some people that really questioned me, I would just was like, I have to do what's best for me and my business. I also have to do what's best for my body because my body was breaking down. I was having severe wrist pain, severe back pain. I was completely exhausted at the end of the day. I had no bandwidth for my own family. And so I was like, I can't, I can't keep this up. So I feel like whenever you explain that too, it's just, they're like, okay, well, yeah, I guess I can't argue with that. Right. Right. And you're right. I mean, there's no way that, you know, our clients, um, our entire clientele could ever know the depth of our work schedule, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. like sometimes taking a couple minutes to be like, I, you know, whatever the truth is, if you genuinely enjoy almost all of your clientele, but like you cannot take them on anymore. It's like, okay to just tell people that too not yeah. to make excuses for it but just to give them an idea of paint them a picture of what your life looks like yep I think most of the time too when you're honest with people and real with them and you're not trying to just like ice everything over and make it like a, mm-hmm. you know a sweet little treat for them to 
divulgent. It's like, no, this is my life. And, um, let me help you understand, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's, it's just not, it's literally just not worth it. Like you do not have to be in pain. Right. We don't you know? have to live like this. No. Forever. And you shouldn't. And shouldn't other people should not come before you and your body, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So, so you raised your prices. Did you adjust your schedule? Yes. I'm trying to think of when I, I think I, I changed like my, t- my days and times. I think I was working four days, like Monday through Thursday and then, but shorter days. um yeah and then I did so I think I eliminated the clientele first and then I did a significant price increase and kind of restructured my like uh offerings basically and made it more into package pricing really broke down all of my services what I offer and what I like to offer and then kind of arranged those into a package and then did a big price increase with that so I would say after the price increase, I did lose a good, not a good amount. I lost a handful of clients that just couldn't afford it anymore. Um, but it made room in my schedule to bring in the clients that I wanted and needed. Right. So it freed up time. And honestly, probably with the price increase, I would assume you weren't losing money. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is nice too. And it's nice. I I know from my experience and I'm sure, you know, it's similar with you in a group setting it is so beneficial to have a couple people um, that you trust and that you're close to in the same business to help you structure a price increase or just pricing in general. Mm-hmm. Because I think people think before they start making up their own price list, essentially, that there's like some set universal protocol that we all go by. And then mm-hmm. at one point you realize like, no, this is all made up. Like literally – I get to decide what my time is worth, what my skill is worth, you know, what the market can bear, how many clients I want to take on. And it's, and that's like something when I realized that I was like, it's basically all about skill, confidence, you know, likability. Do people want to spend time with you behind the chair Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, showing up with value and worth, but like you can charge people what you want to charge people. Yep. <laughs> you know, there's no, there's no limit to that besides mm-hmm. you. Um, and I think when we're younger, when we first get into extensions, we think that there is some like, I don't know. We think there's, there's some like recipe book that we have to yep. like find and like base things around. And a lot of the methods we're telling you like, okay, this is what you need to price yourself at for each, for your yeah. insult, for your move. And they're always and... too low. Which I, I, don't I remember actually being so surprised at that because yeah. I was like, wait, I thought this was supposed to be a more luxury service. And I'm like, why is it only $75 a route? Yeah, no, I literally never understood that. Like I've seen a probably six or seven methods like, um, and I don't know if they're just trying to be broad in general because they were like, we don't know if these girls in Detroit could really charge this much or wherever you are. But it's like, sure. I always felt like so so disrespected when they'd be like, yeah, charge a hundred dollars your own. I'm like, I will not. Like, I don't know why you would even say that or like how this makes sense. And it's like, that's not what you charge. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I was like, well, I'm going to make more money doing the color than I would that. So why offer extensions? 
yeah, I don't, I don't know what that, that is. And there's a couple of them that are like, I feel like it's a joke. Like, I'm like, I don't think this is serious. Yeah. Because it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Um, and it's like you said too, to like say that you're teaching someone a luxury, you know, service that they can provide and then be like, but remember, don't respect yourself and don't charge your worth. And you're like, what? And also, I'm going to charge you $5,000 for the class. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, exactly, exactly. I'm worth this much, but you guys. You but know, you're not. You're trash. Yeah. It's it's a it's a weird world out there. Which yeah. is why I think it is so much more valuable and important to have, like, smaller communities or, um, you know, coaching environments like this where you're talking to real-life people that you have access to and you know aren't, like, just living a lie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. And I think it's funny too how like real life people will encourage you to charge more. And ultimately, that's going to be better for the entire industry. Like the industry right. has gotten backed up because so many of us settled for so little for so long and then people mm-hmm. got used to it. You know, it's not anyone in specific and like a specific specific person's fault but it is kind of we set the bar low or the industry set the bar low yeah and we can move away from that and I think hair extensions um as in general has done a good job of that so far and I think we'll continue to as long as we you know have that confidence and truly do have skill and we're not just like lying about it right um which is good you know which is a good reason to like invest in your own education or invest in your own accountability um, mm-hmm. because it it makes you feel totally fine about turning around and charging more because you're For like sure. no I'm serious about this yep yeah yeah it's very interesting okay what else um oh so when okay so you were doing good and you're sweet and your clients were all everything's going well and then what happened with the move did your husband get a new job or was this planned um it was one of those things my husband was born and raised here and we have he has a lot of family and friends still here and we had always said at some point in our lives we're like we'd love to end up in Tampa at some point and then a multitude of things happened that just kind of made it seem like this was the right time and so he had gotten a better job it's completely remote he I was like because I'm gonna have to rebuild so we're going to be cutting our income in half. And we, um, then there's, we has like a bunch of family land and we were offered a free home for a year. So we're like, well, how can we say no to that? And just wanting more help with our kids. So we had two boys and we were ready to just be close to the family and, you know, slow down a little bit. Yeah, no, that's great. sounds like the cards all kind of yeah like fell into place. And then that gives you time too. Don't you feel like I would imagine that you feel extremely better set up to start over somewhere, whether it's in a salon or a suite. Oh, 100%. So you found, you're in a salon now. So you found a salon. Yes, I just found it. I just actually am starting this week. So awesome. it's a, yeah, booth rental salon in the South Tampa area. And I'm slightly terrified because I'm like, I haven't had to start from ground zero in a very long time, but there is also something that's cool where I'm like able to start my business with exactly how I want it structured, how the kind of clients I want to attract 
and can make it exactly what I want it to be. And I have little pressure. Like I don't have to, you know, be making what I was making initially because I can just take my time because we don't have all of the normal expenses. That's so true. And you can start over and be like a new gen in this new Mm -hmm. series. And not that you're, you know, you're not being a new gen. You're just being the new improved, like, version of you and your business which is amazing yeah Yeah. because you know when you're kind of I was kind of backtracking before where it was like I was taking you know I went from a commission salon built my clientele and that went to my suite and then I kind of had to backtrack I had to get rid of clients I had to restructure I had to get my pricing up and now it's like I can start exactly how I want to yeah and you can start off you know with the the like tone and kind of respect that Mm -hmm. you probably had to backpedal I think that's a big thing for a lot of people is um when you first get especially extension clients and then you have to make changes it's like they've known you as one person and maybe that person didn't have like a lot of confidence or maybe that Mm -hmm. person you know didn't have any boundaries and then when you start to assert them Mm -hmm. it it does feel uncomfortable in front of that person because you literally have to be like in front of them being a new person and they know the old per you know, they know the old. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. And exactly. They're like, wait, what are you doing? Who is this? Yeah. And you're like, I know it's weird, but yes, I am doing this, you know? Right. And yeah, that's like a perfect time for you to, um, to restart. That's exciting. Are you in yeah. an extension salon or are you just in like a kind of like everybody does, all I kinds feel like of it's a wide range. I feel like okay. there's, a, there's everyone from just barbers to extension specialists to cutting specialists. So it seems to be a, the gamut, the whole gamut of all the services. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you can just yeah. kind of yeah, set yourself up, like you said, um, exactly how you want to. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like it was good just networking too, getting to know the area, getting to know other people in the area. So. I didn't, I was nervous to be in a suite to start out because it just felt a little isolating being new somewhere. Absolutely. I do think that, um, that was probably a very wide, a wise choice. Even, you know, I think that's why extension classes are still good. You know, there are still good, mm-hmm. good parts to them because you can make like lifelong friends or you can make connections with people, even if they're not in your same city. <laughs> Sorry, my dog's freaking out. You can make connections with people outside of your city that, you know, you can keep forever. And that's literally the most valuable thing. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm sure you and the girls, so there was, you said there was four of you girls. I'm sure you guys like still kind of stay in touch. Yes, exactly. That's awesome. That is Yeah, that's kind of what I feel like is is a good um, foundation and structure for for business building um, in a way that a lot of people don't think about. You know, I think we we plan out like what class I'm going to take and then where am I going to work and what kind of hair am I going to use, you know, and like what's my Instagram going to look like? Yep. (laughs) And so, yeah, sometimes I think we forget there has to be an entire community of people that you trust and whether that community is you know three or four girls or 30 girls I don't really think it matters that much but I um I've definitely found and it sounds like 
you know, you've kind of gotten that too, is that it's really hard to do this alone. Mm -hmm. And even though we're independent stylists, yeah, you know, and, um, I don't know. I think it's important to be able to trust each other too and to not live in that like scarcity of like guarding your business or guarding your like mm-hmm. whatever secrets you think you're keeping, you know? Right. Yep. It's it's so nice to just like when you're in a funk or you're frustrated or something happened or you've had a difficult client to like talk to them because, you know, as much as I love my husband and he wants to know about the business, he's never going to fully get it. And so to be able to have someone that's like in it that gets it and that also has like a similar business mind can offer encouragement or advice or just a listening ear it's been really nice to have that community that is so true you're right because sometimes too it's like even for you know it's not all positive um per se because sometimes you know I know in the past I've gotten like worked up about something with a client or you know something that happened and I've gone to you know Haley or one of my other like hair syndrome girls and they've been like, no, Hannah, I think you really have to like rethink Mm -hmm. this. Or I think, you know, maybe there can be a compromise here or, um, you know, whatever, maybe, maybe you're just not the stylist and this person isn't wrong either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think it does kind of keep our ego in check and also keeps us supported, you know? Yep. And they actually have the eyes for it. Yeah. Because they're in the industry. Yes. And a loving way too, because there's yeah. not, sometimes when you have friends or husbands or whoever, it's like, you know, they want to protect your feelings to a yeah. certain extent. So it's hard to get yeah. super valuable advice from, because, you know, also maybe you live with them or, you know, whatever. Right. But when it's just a hair girl, you know, out of love, they can be like, mm, maybe let's like talk, like, let's rethink this. Yeah. Like, Am I um, crazy? Am I not? Yes. And sometimes, you know, we're just like worked up in the moment. And then sometimes it's so nice to hear another stylist be like, oh, no, I've dealt with that. And you just like, yeah, that's not, mm-hmm. I don't think that's your ideal client. Right. And then you're like, oh, thank God I'm not crazy. <laughs> that's the best. Oh, gosh. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. Yeah. This thank was, you for having me. Yeah. This was, um, it was just fun to talk about your experience in coaching and just kind of um, how it's benefited you and what that journey was like. Mm -hmm. And of course, everyone else, you know, other coaches are going to be different, but I, um, yeah, I think that there is, there's a lot of benefit, like you said, to creating community, creating um, accountability for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just um, being able to process and make new goals to work towards too. Yep. And to work alongside other people. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to have partners in the car with you driving along. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Well, if, um, if you guys have any questions, you can always message Haley and I on our Instagrams. Jen, what is your Instagram? So people can go follow you. Um, it's just Jen, J-E-N, Galster Hair. Awesome. And she is new to the Tampa area, and we just wish you so much luck and success, which we know you'll have, of course. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) No, you're going to do great. You are going to do great. 
And um, yeah, thanks so much for your time. And we will talk to you guys later. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.